I've never been on trend. Well, maybe a little in the 80s with the hair trend of big puffy bangs or the 90s with neon colors. But this spring, I feel like I am finally on trend with the latest fashion. The latest fashion being face masks. In fact, I have about two or three different masks to choose from, made and given to me by some talented crafters. Although it does seem the only place I can wear my trendy mask is to the grocery store. I will admit, I have enjoyed seeing the different types of fabrics people are wearing, and I'm convinced the demand for masks is how many a crafter is emptying out their closets of fabric. But can we even call it a trend? Because a trend makes you feel you are a part of something. And these masks, they actually seem to be disconnecting us. Welcome to Limitless Thoughts, a podcast series from Limitless Life Counseling where we explore questions, thoughts, ideas, and emotions. If you've missed our other podcasts, you can check them out at limitlesslifecounseling.podbean.com. I see the world through analogies and metaphors, and me being me, I can't help but see these face masks as a metaphor, specifically a metaphor for the masks we wear in our relationships. Now, to be fair, this metaphor didn't immediately come to my mind when the mask protocols were enacted. It's actually been through the interactions I've had with others when wearing my own face mask and conversations I've had. People have told me they feel safe when wearing their mask, and at first I assumed this meant that they were keeping their physical health safe. And when I've reflected that to them, they've agreed, but then many have added thoughts like, I feel I can hide behind my mask, that people won't think I'm so awkward, that I don't stick out, that people don't look at me because we are all wearing masks. It's an excuse to not have to talk to people and say the wrong thing or have them look at me weird. I feel safer because I have an excuse to not be social. All these reflections from people have led me to see people are viewing their masks as safety not only from a virus, but also from vulnerability. And this makes me wonder, what metaphorical masks do we use to emotionally distance ourselves from others we are in relationship with? Even more challenging to consider, how can we create a sense of safety to take off those masks in our relationships so we can connect to others as our genuine, real, authentic selves? Since we are talking trends today, I've noticed in my work as a counselor, there has been a recent trend, yes, even in counseling there are trends, in people identifying themselves as being challenged with social anxiety. Now we could spend a whole podcast or multiple podcasts exploring reasons why greater numbers of people seem to be identifying themselves as socially anxious. But instead, I want to focus on what we do when we have anxiety or fear in connecting with others. Because whether you identify as socially anxious or not, we all practice metaphorical social distancing when we first meet people or in relationships we already have. What I'm really talking about is we guard our vulnerability with others. Let me give you a definition of vulnerability in the way I'm going to use it today because it seems another trendy word at the moment. Vulnerability 
is you being you. It means showing up with all your emotions, all your personality quirks, all your thoughts, ideas, and really bad dance moves. Vulnerability is being the genuine, real, authentic, lovely human being that you are and that adds worth to this world. Yep, I already see half of you reaching for your device, trying to find the stop button because you're thinking, oh no, no way, I am not going there. I don't show anyone except maybe my partner, my kids, my parents, the real genuine me. And I only show them because they are stuck with me. What is it about our genuine selves that scares us? That scares us so much that we put on metaphorical masks to hide our light-filled selves. Before I talk about that fear, maybe I should identify some of the metaphorical masks I see people wear. Like the mask of deflection, such as when we deflect someone's compliment or deflect the conversation onto another topic so they don't ask about our sadness, ask about our speech impediment, ask about the wedding ring that is missing from our finger, ask about our kids, ask about our addiction, ask about our lives. Or what about masks of humor? that aren't really humor, like self-deprecating humor. I'll put myself down before you can put me down. Or sarcastic biting humor that hurts someone else because they have hurt us. Or what about masks of competency and perfection, of appearing to not need anyone else's support or help because my mask tells you I've got my perfect life together. I could go on and on and on. Because don't we all have masks? Don't we all have a closet full of masks to pull on every day to protect us? And that brings us back to that fear question. What is it about our genuine selves that scares us so much? Are we fearful that someone might see we don't have it all together? See that we are sad, see that our marriage ended, see that we struggle with raising our kids, see we are struggling with an addiction, see that we might need help in our job, in our life. Or are we fearful that people will see the beautifully unique parts of us, that we geek out about houseplants, that we sing in our car and hum in the grocery store because music makes us happy, that we snort when we laugh, that we love to eat our pizza cold, that we cry when we see an emotional commercial. What is so fearful about being you? And I know you could say, uh, it's for all those reasons you listed and other reasons that I will never reveal. To which I would reply, it seems all those reasons demonstrate that you are human, just like the rest of us. And I don't know about you, but when someone takes off their metaphorical mask, I feel more connected to them. I am able to see who they are, and in seeing who they are, I am more able to reveal myself, offer my own quirks and differences. So where's the application in all of this? How about these three words? Awareness, assessment, and acknowledgement. 
Awareness. Awareness means observing yourself without judgment, but with curiosity. It's observing what masks you wear, when you wear those masks, with which people you wear a mask, and what environments or circumstances you wear a mask. It's also asking yourself, who do you feel safe to take your mask off with, to be genuine with, and are you able to be you for at least a part of every day? For some of you, asking those questions may bring the awareness of not ever being without a mask, of not really knowing your genuine self, and this truth might be overwhelming. Take a breath. Know that our life's work is getting to know ourselves more deeply. Nobody has themselves completely figured out. That's part of the joy of life, continuing to discover our genuine, real, and authentic self. Assessment. Assessment means determining when it's safe to be genuine with others. It means evaluating your relationships and deciding which relationships might need a partial mask, which relationships need no emotional mask. It's also assessing if you are able to take off your mask each day, that those masks don't become a permanent part of your relationships. If we think for a moment about the tangible masks we are wearing for this pandemic, you probably don't wear your mask all day every day. At least my hope is you feel safe enough in your home to take it off to shower, to sleep, to eat. Similarly, my hope is you have relationships in your life that feel like a metaphorical home or feel safe enough to be genuine. Some of you might be thinking, have you been living under a rock? There are mean people out there, people who, if I took off my mask, would use my genuine self against me. Relationships that need emotional SWAT gear, not just a mask. That's real. That's valid. And for the record, I only live under a rock for part of the year. But maybe that insight can help encourage you to develop relationships who will honor and respect the genuine you. With assessment, we must understand that we will have experiences where we take off our mask and we get hurt. That we might not get it right every time. But we can grow even in those experiences. Acknowledgement. That last application word for today. This is the application I am most struggling with in regards to our tangible pandemic masks. Let me explain. I've come to realize that I smile at people all the time. I smile because one, I'd rather smile than frown. Two, smiling is a way for me to connect with someone, whether we are both looking for the best package of cheese in the grocery store or whether it's sitting in traffic and I look over to see them singing in their car. But more important than those two reasons is when I smile at someone, I acknowledge them. I am saying without words, I see you. You have value and you have worth. During this pandemic, 
I've experienced a loss of that acknowledgement that leads to connection. And it makes me wonder if others have felt disconnected, have felt greater loneliness, have felt unseen. When you think about it, these protocols, while important for our health and safety, have removed some of the most basic gestures of connection. The social distancing, and can we please stop calling it that and start calling it physical distancing because we need emotional connection more than ever to get through this. These protocols mean I don't offer you a handshake to thank you for your hard work as a grocery worker. I don't reach out and touch you on the arm to acknowledge the stressful hours you are putting in as an essential healthcare worker or mental health worker. I don't reach out and give you a hug because I see the loneliness in your eyes. Those physical gestures I can't offer people right now. But I can offer them a smile. I can offer them that connection. Because a smile, a smile is that universal acknowledgement that I see you and I see you in your humanity, your genuineness. A smile is a gesture of connection. I may not be able to offer physical connection, but I can at least offer you a smile. Or at least I could until I put my mask on. It's this thought that has caused me to be more selective of when I wear my mask. Like, do I really need to wear a mask if I'm outside walking and my neighbor's car drives by? Because without my mask, I can acknowledge them with a smile. Or when I'm driving to work, do I really need to wear my mask in my car? Or can I leave my mask off and offer a smile to the person in the car next to me? It's assessing when to follow the safety protocols for my safety, for others' safety, and when to take off my mask so I can connect with others. Because our emotional health is just as fragile and important as our physical health. In the same way, can we start to take off our metaphorical masks when we feel safe in our relationships? The trend of facial masks is real, and I believe we all need to do our part to keep ourselves and others safe. But might we start a trend in our relationships where we take off the masks we wear and allow others to see the light that shines from our smiles and genuine, real, authentic selves? And would you be willing to offer a few smiles, your light, to others you might see this week? Till next time, thanks for listening.